0: All right. Well, as I mentioned during our time of announcements, tonight's topic is on a subject that has been near on my heart for the past couple of weeks and I believe is directly relevant to each of our lives at some point, whether in the past, right now or in the future. What we're going to be talking about this evening will have direct relevance. It will be directly applicable to your life and to mine. And that subject, that theme that we're going to be talking about tonight is bullying and how we as Christians should think and interact with bullying when we encounter it in our life. So before we get too far into our time together tonight, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page about terms. Would there be anybody here tonight who would be willing to provide us with just a basic definition of bullying we, we, we talk about bullying a lot we hear about it at school social media our parents talk about it with us but what would be a basic definition Making fun of the way people talk, making fun of the way people talk yeah that's a classic example of bullying yes Mentally attacking somebody okay making fun of their appearance I get that a lot uh, unfortunately. Cyberbullying, that's, that's a pretty prominent example in our day and age, yes? Yeah, even like, say, hey man, you're just a nerd, just smarter than everybody else, right? That's, that can be a definition or an example of bullying, yes? Examples or definitions of bullying. It sounds like you guys are fairly familiar with this. Um, just by a show of hands, how many of you guys have bullied somebody else? Every hand should be raised. We are all guilty of this to some degree. And how many of you guys have been bullied at some point in your life? Again, everybody's hand should be raised. We have all been bullied. We have all bullied. We are all guilty. According to uh, one of the most, I guess you could say, technical resources on the subject of bullying, the American Psychological Institute, and it's a big fancy label for this organization that looks into and studies bullying. They give this definition, it's provided in your handouts as well. They define bullying as a form of aggressive behavior in which someone intentionally and repeatedly causes another person injury or discomfort. Bullying can take the form of physical contact or harmful words and actions. So when we talk about bullying, as we consider this concept tonight, we're talking about situations where an individual person or a group of persons intentionally seek to harm other people. And as you guys noted, this can be physical harm. It can be emotional harm. It can be mental or psychological harm. But at the end of the day, regardless of the different ways that bullying can take place, as Christians, we should do everything in our power to ensure that our relationships have zero tolerance for bullying. In your own individual lives and here at Metro East Baptist Church, it should be our priority for there to be a zero tolerance for bullying. And when viewed through the lens of Scripture, we have several reasons to justify why bullying should have no place within our personal lives or within the corporate body of Christ. And just for tonight, I just want to give you two very important but basic principles related to bullying and related to how we as Christians should think about this issue. On the one hand, first principle I want to talk about tonight is I want us to see some of the clearest reasons why bullying is regarded as sinful in the sight of God. So blank number one, if you're taking notes on your side of the handout, why bullying is sinful in the sight of God. We're going to look into the biblical basis for why this is such a problem in the first place. And then building on that, second principle, second basic truth we're going to be discussing tonight, is on the biblical correctives. To the sin of bullying. So, if bullying's a problem, it's going to be thought number one, principle number one, principle number two, thought number two. How can we correct bullying in our lives or in the context of our local church? So, with that in mind, that's our outline. That's your uh, two blanks that I've provided you with. So, hopefully, that doesn't mean you check out for the rest of this evening's lesson. I hope you guys will consider what we have to examine from God's word. But let's start with that first principle. Why is bullying such a big deal? Why is bullying sinful in the sight of God? Well, the ultimate reason why bullying should be regarded as sinful, the ultimate reason why bullying should never be tolerated in our relationships or in our local church, is because all human beings, that includes you and me, all human beings have been created in the image of God. That's the ultimate and most foundational reason why bullying is such a problem. You and I have been created in the image of God, as has all human beings who have ever or will ever live. Can I get a volunteer to read Genesis 1, verses 26 through 31 out loud? I don't think you've ever read out loud, so I'm going to go with you. Genesis 1, verses 26 to 31, this is the classic text that describes our creation in God's image. You guys follow along in the passage recorded in your handouts as Hunter reads out loud. Thank you so much for reading that. I really appreciate it. So as we just saw from this text, we find that God created human beings in His image. And when the Bible speaks about the image of God, you guys, if you've grown up in church, if you've been coming to Sunday school or Wednesday nights in the past, you've probably heard of this term before, but just to refresh your memories, to be created in the image of God is simply this. It is to be a bodily and visual representation of God. What does it mean to be created in God's image? It means you and I are physical representations, physical reflections of our Creator. So as a creature made in God's image, we are called to love God and to love neighbor perfectly, as we find in Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40. As a creature made in God's image, we're called to reflect God's lordship over all the earth through how we steward the resources and the planet that God has entrusted to our care. As we just saw in Genesis 1, God has called us to exercise dominion, to exercise lordship over this world. And as a result of being made in God's image, as we just saw from our passage in Genesis 1, we have a unique ability to have a personal relationship with our Creator. It's something that no other creature can claim to. As those who've been created in the image of God, unlike the fish or the birds or the creatures that crawl over the face of the earth, you and I, human beings, can have a personal relationship, an intelligible relationship with the God who has made us. And as a result of these realities, as a result of being created in God's image, every human being has value and worth in the sight of God. Even as sinners, even though we live in a fallen world, even though we all fall short of the glory of God, human beings, you and me, are still viewed by God as the crown jewel of His creation. Notice how this is further emphasized in a passage like Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. Let me get another volunteer to read that passage for us. Take it away, my friend. Now, just stop for a second and wrestle with the passage that we just considered together. Let this sink into your soul. This is how valued you are as a human being made in God's image. From eternity past to eternity future, God is intimately aware of every detail of every person who He has ever or will ever create. There is nothing in our lives, past, present, or future, that God is not intimately aware of. When surveying the totality of human history, there is nothing past, present, or future that escapes the notice of God. God cares deeply about everything in your life, in my life, and in the lives of our neighbors because human beings have been made in His image. Human beings are precious in the sight of God. And if that's the case... If human beings matter this much to God, well then shouldn't we likewise embrace this same mindset? My friends, this is the ultimate reason why bullying is sinful in the sight of God. This is why we should have a zero tolerance for bullying in our individual lives, in our relationships, and in the local church. When bullying takes place, man fails to see and treat his neighbor as God would have them to do so. When we bully another person, we are failing to treat them and see them as our Creator sees them and would have us to treat them. So we've now considered the biblical basis for why bullying is sinful in the sight of God. We've seen why this is a problem from Scripture. It's rooted and grounded in our creation in the image of God. Let's now look at some biblical correctives. Okay, Dewey, Bullying's wrong. Bullying's sinful. What's the solution? I mean, look look in any uh, reality TV show or TV show on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Look at social media. Come to my school. Come to my sports team. Bullying's everywhere. It just seems to happen. It's even regarded as the cool thing to do. How do we fix this? Well, I wanted us to just focus on three key passages that we can keep in mind as we leave here tonight. To go out and do our school's into our workplace environments, into our extracurricular activities, whatever you do outside of these walls, I want to give you just three passages that will help you think about how to avoid falling victim to the sin of bullying. Passage number one is Matthew chapter seven, verse 12. Passage number two is Ephesians 4:29. and passage number three is First John chapter four verses 20. And twenty-one. Let me get three volunteers to read those, each of those. We're going to go boom, one, uh, boom in the back, two. You've already read. I don't think I've ever seen you read before, so you can take number three. Um, and again, you don't have to memorize these verbatim, though I would encourage you to do so. But here's what I want you to do. As we read these passages tonight, as we look at them, and as you go home, let me encourage you to make this a habit. If you can't do it every day of the week, do it once a week. This will take you two minutes tops. Go to these scriptures. Remind yourself of how you and I are to treat other people who've been created in God's image. And see how your thought processes will begin to change. See how your attitude and treatment of other people will begin to change. That is the power of God's Word and the mind of a believer. So those who have volunteered to read, go ahead and read them in rapid fire and I'll make a few comments on them before we close. Very good. Yeah, go for it. All right. Very good. So these are very clear, very straightforward, very practical texts that we can consider against the backdrop of bullying and how we should think of our relationship to bullying as believers. Matthew 7 has historically been regarded as the golden rule. How many of you guys have heard that growing up? The golden rule. Do unto others what you would have them do unto you. You probably saw it on the Instagram post today or in the text message that I sent out earlier, right? Matthew seven twelve. that's the root... That's the origin of the golden rule. It's very simple. We all want to be treated with fairness, with kindness. We want people to see our value and our self-worth. If that's true for us, don't you think it'd be true for those you interact with? If you want to be treated that way, wouldn't they likewise want to be treated the same way? That's the principle Jesus is making in Matthew 7. Treat others how you want to be treated. If you don't want to be made fun of, if you don't want to be talked down to, I think if we're all honest with ourselves, nobody wants those things to happen. Jesus says, don't do it to other people then. Ephesians 4, the words that you and I speak, here's the gist of what Paul's saying in that text. The words that you and I speak have power. Power. They can build up others. They can encourage others. They can can comfort other people. They can also tear down. They can hurt. They can cause damage that can't be undone. Truly. The words you and I speak, my friends, should be used very, very carefully. There's going to be times where we joke around with our friends. There's going to be times where we have a unique relationship with a loved one or a friend that other people may not fully understand. But we need to be very, very careful that we don't cross those lines in our bantering, in our joking, in our relationships to where what's said in good fun simply becomes an excuse to bully, to cause harm to another. Remember, bullying is not just physical harm. It's not just beating somebody up, shoving somebody into a locker, It can be verbal, it can be emotional, it can be mental. And lastly, 1 John 4, and this this should be the most convicting that we consider tonight. Did you hear what John said? If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. What John is saying is simply this, If if the habit of your life, Is one of tearing down other people, of bullying other people. If you make it your sole priority to ridicule others and make them feel terrible about who they are, you can't claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what John's saying. He's saying you're a liar to call yourself a Christian and to treat other people with hatred and with bullying, and with anything else that would fall under the category of being unloving to one's neighbor. He's saying if you can't love the people you see on a regular basis, how in the world can you claim to love a God whom you've never seen with your own eyes? Very simple, straightforward logic. But that's stuff that we have to consider on a daily basis. My friends, you and I fall short of this every day. The likelihood is we're going to struggle with bullying for the rest of our lives. But that's not an excuse just to give in and not try to pursue excellence in how we interact with other people. And how we treat our neighbors and our family members and our friends for the glory of God. And as we prepare to draw our lesson to a close, I want each of us to consider this in the quiet of our own hearts. I'm not preaching this lesson to make anyone feel bad. I'm not trying to ridicule anybody because I have been guilty of bullying in my own life more times than I can count. And I must repent and seek the Lord's forgiveness when that sin manifests itself in my life. I'm not any better or any less susceptible to this than you are. But here's what I want us to do before we close. Think about the pattern of your life. Think about the trend or the trajectory of your life. Do you treat others the way that you want to be treated? Is the golden rule a staple for you? Do the words that you speak have a tendency to build up others? Or do they have a tendency to tear down others? Would the people closest to you, not your parents necessarily, Not the people at church necessarily, I'm talking the people who really know you. The people who you share the most with, the people who you spend the most time with. Would they say that your life as a pattern is marked by Christ-like love and concern and treatment of other people? Does your lifestyle match your profession of faith? Not with perfection, but as a pattern. These are the questions that we must all consider for ourselves tonight with honesty. And if you're here tonight and you're a Christian and you're walking in a way that's pleasing to God, you've considered these verses, you've considered what I've said, and you say, you know what? Yeah, by God's grace, I'm not perfect, but by God's grace, I'm doing okay here. I I tend to model these characteristics. Then praise God, keep going. Keep being salt and light where God's called you. But friends, if you're here tonight... Maybe you're a Christian and you just struggle here. Turn to Christ. Consider these texts we've reviewed as a group. Pray that God would give you the grace to make the necessary changes that you need to make in your life. When you feel that conviction in your heart, when you have those thoughts in your mind of of ways you've fallen short, turn away in repentance and then throw yourself upon the grace of God know that god will forgive you of your bullying and of all of your sins through faith and faith alone in the lord jesus christ maybe you're here tonight and you're not a christian maybe you're here because your friend or your family member drugged you here maybe there's a girl or a boy that you think is cute you were hoping they'd be here tonight so you could get to know them a little bit better maybe you're just here by happenstance but for whatever reason you're here And even as I say this message, even as I say these words, you feel conviction in your heart. You know that right now you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know that your life is one where your words tear others down, where you don't treat others the way that they need to be treated, that God would have them to be treated. If that's you, my appeal is simply this. Turn to Jesus Christ And receive forgiveness of your sins. Enter into a personal saving relationship with God through faith in Christ alone. And by the indwelling Holy Spirit, upon becoming a Christian, upon receiving the Holy Spirit as a gift of God's grace, watch how He will progressively transform you into the man or woman He's called you to be in His Word. That's where I want to leave us tonight as we have considered the subject of bullying and how it relates to our lives as Christians. If any of you should have any questions about tonight, about anything that we've discussed, or about anything related to God's Word, please come find me or an adult leader after we're done here. I'd be more than happy to serve you in any way that we can to point you to God's Word in any way that we can. And of course, if you're here tonight and Maybe there's some other issues. Maybe you need prayer. Maybe you need help understanding what it means to be a Christian. We want to be able to serve you and help you think through those issues in any way that we can. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for coming tonight. Thank you for being such a great group of kids. I really am thankful to be your pastor and to do life with you and your families here at Metro East.